You are listening to the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. For more information, go to musicmondayspodcast.com. In this episode, we're going to get into the Taylor Swift songbook course that's being offered at the University of Texas. Madonna's daughter just released her debut single, and the Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame is on the move. I'm also going to introduce you to an all-new artist on call named Evie Joy, and we're going to close out this episode with a mini release feast. Don't go anywhere. It's right here. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Mondays with Mazement podcast. I am your host, Mazement, Mazement, Mazement. Let's get into a fact. Music Mondays, music facts. The first music recording dates back to 1877 when Thomas Edison invented the phonograph. Music Mondays, music facts. If you go to the University of Texas, you may have noticed that there's a Taylor Swift songbook course now offered at the school. It's been a semi-popular thing that's going around each school. NYU did it. She even did a commencement speech after, you know, graduating from there, being alumni. It makes sense. But the University of Texas is putting her alongside other iconic writers such as Shakespeare and more. And they're not only talking about her writing, but her entrepreneurship as a pop star and the music industry in general. Seems like an interesting course. I thought it was pretty cool. It's going on about her poetic style and writing and all sorts of aspects of her music career. Sounds interesting. I was kind of shocked to see it, but it was a more common thing than I thought it was by these other schools doing it as well. Did you know Madonna's daughter just released her debut single? I didn't even know Madonna's daughter was in music, but now we know her name is Lourdes Leon. If I pronounce that right, it's L-O-U-R-D-E-S. L-E-O-N. She just released Lock and Key. I usually don't put releases in this part of the episode. I usually save it to the release feast. But this I felt was worth mentioning because I didn't even know her daughter was into music or anything like that. I think it kind of shocked a lot of people. Check the song out though. It's called Lock and Key. Should be available everywhere at this point. Um, I checked it out. Sounded pretty good. Curious to see where this goes. The National Rhythm and Blues Hall of Fame is on the move to a small town called Marks, Mississippi, and the Mississippi Delta. This area has ties to the civil rights movement, and the Hall of Fame will obviously feature legends such as Aretha Franklin, James Brown, B.B. King, just to name a few, and they are hoping to finish the building in the next two to three years. Stay tuned for more info. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In case for some chance you missed it, the Sunset Fest was a success on August 7th with the help of Riley Cotton, Bloomin' Algae, who filled in for Skylar Love, who unfortunately couldn't make it, uh, Corey Reeman and the Dilemma Band, and Billy Bunce. We had awesome performances. Special thanks to Graham Stone, who controlled the sound, and all of the vendors that made it out that day. We were able to help a community organization in need, and that's why we do this. Sunset Fest will be back next year, so stay tuned for more details or go to thesunsetfest.com to see why we do what we're doing. If you listened to last episode, you would have heard Corey Riemann from the Dilemma Band on this podcast. Corey just got off the sweet summer tour with the Dilemma Band. The tour went from April 2nd to August 19th. They're still doing other shows, so feel free to check them out at thedilemmaband.com or go to the label's site at riseupent.net, and that's Rise with a Z. This episode was recorded before the VMAs, just hours before the VMAs. So if we missed anything in the VMAs, go to Twitter, Music Mondays Podcast, at Music Mondays Podcast, or go to the website, musicmondayspodcast.com, to see if there's any take on anything. But... We recorded this before. That's why we don't mention anything about the VMAs. I will talk about that in the October ep- or I will talk about that in the September episode. So stay tuned for that. As stated, though, today's episode features artist on call number 30, and it's Evie Joy from New York. She is a very talented singer-songwriter who is bringing comedy to her acts as well as woman empowerment. And then we're going to close out this episode with an all-new release feast. Here it is, an all-new Artist on Call. Artist on Call. Artist on Call. We are here with Evie Joy from New York. How are you doing, Evie? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Alex? I'm, I'm great. I'm great. And absolutely loving this warm weather that we're getting in this area. You know, obviously, you're in New York. I'm in Connecticut. We're not that far. Same weather channel, pretty much. We'll probably get we'll we'll probably get snow in the next few weeks at the same time, but we're we're there. Yeah. <laughs> now, who were some of your influences growing up as a musician? Uh, so Carol King, I had her tapestry. That was like the earliest music that I had. Then after Carol King, I mean, but and also growing up, we listened to a lot of Paul McCartney and the Beatles and lots of harmonies with Herman's Hermits and. I'm Henry the Eighth. I am Henry the Eighth. No, I really love that song because all his wives. 
Um, and then as I grew up, I started, I had a lot of musical background, musical theater. Uh, I studied opera when I was 11. Uh, that's what at my first lessons, my earliest lessons, we had only had an opera teacher in my town. I lived in a small farm town. Uh, so did that. And I loved opera. I went to school for opera and I loved Sarah Bareilles also and Ingrid Michaelson early on. That was like while I mowed lawns in my tweens, I would listen to them and yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> now, um, I'm blanking out because I'm trying to set something up at the same time as talking. Uh, no worries. I can keep talking. <laughs> so then I went to college and I, I continued. Oh, I really like Regina Spector was from my earliest college. My first college was SUNY Purchase. So I was there for a year oh, studying amazing. opera. Yep. And she, I could have stayed there and done songwriting, but instead I left and went to Oklahoma City uh, across the world to then switch to musical theater and songwriting. Oh, that's awesome. Opera, even though I, you know. So what was the first influence? Like, was it was it to be a singer? That's what you always wanted to be or? Oh, we're in an immersive view. My <laughs> space is gone. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm focused again. You're good. What was <laughs> so <laughs> was it always was your um, was your goal to always be a singer or was it to be just a musician in general? What what was the initial goal? the impetus there. Honestly, my initial goal was to be comedic. I always wanted to be funny, but I always sang. So no matter what, I always sang to everyone, to everything. And singing was kind of what healed me because I had like a traumatic childhood. So music was my thing and it was always my thing. But also, as long as I could make people laugh, I felt like everything would be okay. So I always wanted to be the comedian and, and nobody ever saw me as that. So I would go like, for the school roles and they'd be like you're the ladybug that's like a leading part and i'd be like i'm supposed to be the stink bug like why don't you get it <laughs> that's my role like and they just didn't get it so then uh so yeah and i wanted to be the cowardly lion instead i was dorothy you know it was a it's been a lifelong challenge to try to convince people that just can you give me the role and they were always like no the costume is not going to fit you you're too small i'm only five feet tall so oh really my height has kept me back yeah, that's oh, why wow. I quit opera too. I was like five feet tall, not going to get very far. Truly, honestly. Well, yeah, but you accomplished a lot of things so far in your career. I mean, <laughs> some of the things like, I mean, you opened up for like Cheryl Crow, right? Yes, yes. How, how was that? It was, it was very fantastic. I never actually got to talk to her though. And that was sad to me. Like I was like, I only got to talk to her management and the people who were putting on the event and we went up and we did our thing and then we got to watch her and it was awesome. And we were, you know, but it was, it was still awesome. It was a very amazing event. It was really cool. Oh, I'm sure that is exciting. And I mean, there's probably diehard Cheryl Crow fans out there that are like, what, you know, <laughs> <Our Scott man. laughs> yeah, what the, you know, but yeah. What influenced you to incorporate the comedic aspect in your music? I, hmm, my inappropriate mind. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it's not that though. It's really like people think that these are like real stories. I think, and I, I, just, I don't know if I should tell them this, but they're, they're not. Like, I come up with these funny little ideas of like, what if you were to a priest? Like, what if you were, and you're just like sitting in your living room and you think about it, and then you just have to write it all out. Or what if you're like obsessed with leaving reviews? 
and you just like really who are these people that leave page long reviews on Amazon? They get really into it. And it's like this is their they're a savior in a way. So I, I wrote a song about that because I was like, this is like a short story savior over here trying to get justice to the world. You know, I don't know. I don't my I'm ADHD and I get very but I, I don't know. I don't really know why I I've think done that. Well, I think the bright side to it is it brings your personality into it. It's natural. You know, like a lot of people I've been a, you know, culprit of this in the past, take themselves too seriously as an artist, you know, and like try to just be somebody they're not, you know, and like it seems like you are authentic from the beginning because you were just you wanted to bring that comedic aspect in. And that's like a lot of people aren't brave enough to do that. Oh, well, Absolutely. it is a bravery thing, too, though, because sometimes it's so stupid. And I'm like, this is literally the dumbest thing ever. But I'm like, but you know what? Maybe it'll make somebody else feel kind of like, oh, you know, it's kind of carefree for a little while. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that's a good vibe. I can get with that. You know, like right. that makes life worth living kind of. So I don't know. Well, that and it, it never dies out, you know, like the like the sustainability of music at that point when you're bringing your personality in like that and you're um you're enjoying it. You're having fun. You know, it, it's going to be a lot harder to become a job at that point because you're you're pretty much just having fun every day. Oh, yeah. No, really, I can't. Like I used to I take things very seriously. And what you don't know is I also have like I, I've always had a business in computer things. I started off in Apple, like working on the side. Tech has always been the thing that you can do on the side. And like, people don't really know this, but like, I'm a nerd. So I'm like a major nerd. And if it doesn't come out in the comedic songs, I'll just tell you right here. But like, <laughs> so that was what I did in, in like college on the side. I was always like the techie. I would just get done. And like, so I still keep that. I consult for people and businesses on the side because I worked for Apple as a genius or whatever beyond the bar and long nights when I first moved to New York City. And then I try to audition by day. And it was it was crazy. But you know, like you get good people skills because you're meeting people all night long. Anyway, and this is this leads to my songs, by the way, these stories that I hear from like all sorts of people all the time. So like, I don't know. So I, I do that on the side. And I had a point for that. And well, you probably got to exercise some of your material on the people, too. Like, if you thought of a joke that you kind of want to include or something like that, you could be like, oh, let me try it on this guy. At 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I come from Australia. He's like, my phone, I, I don't know what happened. And I got off and it doesn't work. And he's been really upset, mate. And, you know, and I'm like, all right, don't worry about it. It's going to be OK. He's got like a lot of elephant porn on there. And I'm just like, wow, we got to We got to fix this. You know, And he's like, oh, I took my wife on a safari. And I'm like, don't go any further. You know, like, <laughs> I don't tell people these stories, but like, I really should do something with that one for sure. I don't know. But like. Yeah, I had a point for this, but basically, yes, that's my serious side of my mind. And that's very logical. And that's where the comedic side comes too. sometimes. I'm I'm literally trying to work something out and it just becomes like this funny, ironic, like parallel of the things that everything in life is like two sides. If you can see both those sides, it gets weird. So it's like, let's let's look into that. I don't know. You know, that's so cool. I mean, and from like a rap front, because I started out in hip hop, you know, and I, I do the rap thing. You created like this genre ukulele rap, which I was like pretty intrigued by. Like what inspired that? God, uh, the fact that it was just an easy instrument. I didn't want to beat, and then I could just like sit in my room with this little tiny instrument. I could bring it everywhere around the world. Like, remember, I'm five feet, like not even. <laughs> let's be honest. I'm a little <laughs> bit under. And so like I play this little ukulele. It was the only thing they'd let me on the planes with. And then you can do these funny little songs. It's super easy, you know, like a like. 
like uh i can't rap for you now it's good oh they try it try Go. it oh okay we need a we need a rap song it goes as oh, this is the rap song for the comedic for the pre-song okay yeah. Ask, it would be different if you weren't such a hottie but sharon brett has me thinking about sharing your body i know you're married to god but he lives in the sky so i'm wondering if the, the zip code rule could apply or maybe you could just you know make an exception worst case you claim immaculate conception oh you're getting inside exercise my demon and secretly we'll call it exercising your semen my time is not monetary i'm offering you the chance to go missionary we don't have to get married i'll just bring you joy i wonder if i'd have more luck as an altar boy <laughs> jesus <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> no i could totally see it in that and it's such a it's such a um like was that like totally improvised one day on the ukulele you came up with something like that yeah i literally will like get an idea or something that will make me mad like the catholic church <laughs> and then i'll just like be like oh let's write about this in a way that makes it humorous and makes it easier for me to handle and that's it's sexually i guess is the it's a weird it's twisted a little when you think about it <laughs> Well, what inspired the song expiration date when you wrote that? Oh, well, that was politically based. So that's not, well, not originally. Right. So like originally I wrote it about a guy who I was like, I need more than you're giving me at, at that time, at that particular time. And he was just like, I just couldn't do it anymore. So at, I wrote this song saying like, okay, I'm going to convince myself. And usually when I write a song, that's, I sing that over myself. I use it for my healing and I'm just, I'm over it. You know, like I, I move quite on. Uh, but the, uh, then it became like a political thing because I was like, well, let's make it like, let's make it mean something more than just like a simple love song. And it became like, this is, this is stale. Like, let's move on. Like, and that, and then we made the video look like that. And there's the vagina. You can see it up here. <laughs> there it is from the music that we take a gun off the wall way back then all those years ago we were like not way back then whatever four years ago way back when well, uh, yeah. well let's give it a listen we're gonna listen to expiration date and then um if you're watching this on youtube after this goes live we will play the music video there or wherever you are watching this on video if you're listening to this on audio on whatever podcast platform you will hear expiration date right here by evie joy and then we'll be right back to talk it over and to go over more involving Evie. By the end of this refrain, I'll have erased your name. Cause you won't remember me. So I'm forgetting you, baby. Darling, you've been so cold And it is growing old Like there's something you ain't told me If you ain't feeling this Baby, you will be missed But don't worry, I won't cry I'll get by I gotta let you go Oh, no, oh, my baby Oh, my baby I need something more than this more than just a midnight kiss, my baby Oh, I'm tired This love's expired mm -hmm. 
date by ev joy you can find it on all the major digital streaming platforms that was sick thanks i made sure when i went and like listened to some of your stuff i didn't listen to that yet because i wanted to do like the first impression as soon as i heard it here oh wow yeah so like i listened to a clip of it ahead of time and then that was it i didn't hear like the lyrics or anything ahead of time so that was very impressive and i'm like I have a lot of questions flooding through now. So production wise, what was your input? The production is usually so I'm not I'm going to be totally frank with you and say like when it comes to production, production music video wise, like I'm pretty good with when it comes to the production of music wise, I don't always hear like the whoops, I don't always hear the big picture. I just belched openly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So so I went to Nashville. I have like producers that I work with and I'll tell them what I hear. I'll be like, I hear and they'll be like, oh yes. And I'll be like, and he'll be like, oh, let's bring in a bassist. We'll bring in a bassist and I'll be like, I hear this. And they'll be like, let me elaborate on that. That's my process. Like, I like that. Like I have like different and I'm like, I need this to be like, more drivey i want more punch to the base and they were like dude like we can't add more punch to the base and i was like add more punch <laughs> and he got it like and i was like we need to syncopate it we got all the drums originally though he was playing it kind of straight and i was like no let's syncopate it let's syncopate it like this and we had to like figure all this out sometimes you're like you hear something and it's all about communicating to the other people because like i'm not gonna just pretend that i can play every single instrument like i'm not the best some people can really improv and a good bassist is like unparalleled. Like you cannot find a better human. So I I love using all of my friends, like getting everybody involved, like like you know paying and I, giving them jobs. Like it's awesome. 
awesome to be like a person who gives other people jobs also like that's the coolest thing to be able to like support the music industry more and feel like when i create things i involve as many people as possible and my tech business helps me afford to do that honestly like if i didn't some of my productions wouldn't be the value that they are but also i don't want to sacrifice anything or for any company or anybody like i like to create it you know myself and not have someone telling me what my vision is i'm very strongly women empowerment strongly like focused on what i'm allowed to say so it's if somebody was telling me what i couldn't say you know it, it wouldn't go as well so this all feeds into i don't know that's too much no that's amazing and like now where do i start because you said something no <laughs> i'm kidding no but the thing is is it's the freestyle uh approach you have to it and the um like the fact that when you perform you're performing with loop pedals and you're kind of improvising there i'm sure there's times when you're even performing live the live version sounds a little different than the actual recorded version because you'll hear like very different yeah because yeah. you're like oh that sounds cool I'll, I'll use that instead of the normal whatever and that's so cool because each performance your audience gets a different feel different sound and like that's totally authentic totally different is thank you absolutely absolutely like i love I go that. For that i'll do choose your own shows too i'll be like you can have a show about going over the border with weed or you could have a show about my boyfriend who turned gay like which one would you like <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's like it, it does give a, a different experience each show and i love that you know because like i know i know quite a few people that use like loop pedals and stuff like that i mean famously i think like who's the guy i think is it reggie watts that was using one yeah. um <laughs> on the wall for the yeah, yeah 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 and it was so cool and like it totally evolved and like to see you do it especially with the woman empowerment doing it like there's a lot of power up there when you're performing with that so like i totally admire that that's so cool thank you thank you very much for saying that yeah. absolutely absolutely and like what has been like the best marketing tool for you as a musician online the best marketing tool I've stuck with Instagram for the longest, but what's the best marketing tool? Like, I don't friggin' know. I did use Google ads to get that pro-choice anthem out there, and I will not apologize for that until they shut it down and they said, <laughs> we can't do it anymore. And I was like, why? That's my free speech. And they were like, but it's our advertising platform. And I was oh, like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got a lawyer involved. It was like it, it hasn't gone anywhere because literally everybody is shutting down on anything that's, uh, you know, women empowerment. Like right now is kind of like being silenced a little bit just because they don't know what's going to happen with suing people for giving advice and information on like certain topics right now. So that's like a big thing. It sucks. And it sucks because it affects freedoms no matter what, you know, no matter what your stance is, it still affects freedoms. It still affects freedoms no matter what. Yeah, yes. So I, I guess. Mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I found like TikTok is helpful. I just don't know how to use it to my bet like best yet, I guess you could say. Like yeah. Instagram's great because consistency is king, you know, like you uh post in your case queen, you know, <laughs> you you keep posting videos every day, you're gonna get some traction. You know, technically yeah. the same goes for TikTok, but you see people on here like super creative, record labels are signing people, funding them, you know, putting them all in the same house, stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it, it's a tough market. Yeah, it's a real tough market, but TikTok is really great. Like you get conversion no matter what. So like you could put and it, it feels like a like you could put like just a little bit of money into that. See what flies. Just look at what test your content there. Like look at what people respond to. Like if they really like one video, then you can look at the analytics of that. You can see how it breaks 
down per age group, per gender, per all these different things. TikTok gives you those analytics. We didn't really have easy access to that for like a long time as musicians or artists. Like you had to figure it out on Facebook and Instagram, which was kind of miserable. And until recently, now you have all these tools and TikTok is really convertible. People will like go find me on Instagram because they saw me on TikTok yeah. and that never happens. And on YouTube too, like TikTok has these, and here's the thing is kids really age 13 to 17 are critical thinkers. So that's who I'm geared at. I'm like, that's my audience. I want the people who are thinking about things that don't make sense. And I want to make them feel better also, you know, like, so it's, it's a scary time. If I was that age, like that was the age that I like probably was most suicidal to be honest. So I'm like, absolutely. I can help anybody who's probably, and there are a lot of them, especially girls are affected right now by everything that happened. And the, the suicide rates are like 50% higher for women age 13 to 17. It's like crazy. And I, that, that bothers me. So I think, yeah, but back to your question, I think TikTok is really, really useful, like especially right now that it's not too late to get involved with TikTok. Well, and from so many different angles, you're right, though, like that demographic at that age, that's a, you know, especially right now, like with how much tensions going on in the country and everything like suicide is like a major problem right now, uh, you know, psychological in general, you know, like treatment and everything. It's just it's not it's not a great time. They don't so, even have enough counselors to get them out of the hospitals. Right. You know, but like at least TikTok gives them an outlet to express themselves. The ones that do use it, you know, instead of just watching it or or the ones that watch it do connect with, you know, people yeah. like you that that really promote a positive message and like that positive message that you promote. You've actually like won awards for that. Right. Like the woman empowerment thing. Uh, you want to talk about that? So I won the New York Women's Fund grant to produce originally. Um, it was going to be a docuseries on romantic love based from how women end up in codependent situations, which is frequently due to financial power dynamics, all sorts of different things that have just evolved with time. Like this is fine. Like it's this sort of stuff happens and there's ways that we got here that like should be addressed, but also there's like, so there's that. And then you have gender dynamics and how they've evolved. So how do we date each other? How, why, like, is it so difficult? Why are there so many, like all the stigmas play into what we think we're supposed to feel and how we get upset about things and all sorts of things, all the, our, our preconceived notions, whatever. My goal has turned into now showing different relationships, different people who are having relationships with each other in like a couple with nine kids, a uh, couple who's been married nine times, couple that chose not to have kids, couple that uh, raised kids in their community instead. Uh, and like, uh, um, I just, I have so many different like couples now that mainly, cause that's what I'm focused on, but um, also a couple that transition genders, both of them mid-marriage, both of them switched uh, and now they still love each other, which is very, very rare after a very long marriage. Um, so all of this is just to show people that there are a lot of options for them. If your love should be how you label it and not how you've been told. And that is very hard to find when you're not given examples. And so that's what I've been working on. And when it comes to the grants, they decided they only wanted it was like a musically scored project they decided they only wanted the original four songs that i came up with for the grants the docuseries itself so the docuseries is now my own project and i'm taking it on and i'm going to try to find a way to get it out there which has been difficult but it's not impossible and it will happen um but so there's that and then i release in october this four episode it's not really four episodes it's four music videos and new songs that have all been um they're all on 
women empowerment and finding your own style of loving and they're really cool that's so cool and that's like so it's kind of like an ep in a way right like a four song ep yeah, similar with the yeah. new york fund and the new york foundation for the arts yeah that's so cool i mean and talking about connection like when you marry somebody you're you have that connection when you marry them but then when you both decide something like that and like you still maintain that connection like I could, you could tell, you could see how that's rare. It's like, oh my God, like. <laughs> they've changed appearance. They've changed identity even in many. Wow. People do though. You change your body cells have True. changed every yeah. how many years, you know, you're a different person. So to imagine that you couldn't be, or that the person that you're with couldn't be, the, uh, the one thing I found is that the people who are still together let each other be and become who they thought they were meant to be and become. They didn't prevent them in any way from that. Love is very uncontrolled, which means it requires a lot of consciousness. And all of this, things I get into. No, seriously, it's amazing. It's amazing. And more people need to know about it. And more people need to, you know, uh, learn about it, I guess you could say, you know, because it's such a, it, in a way to a lot of people, it's so new that it's like, even though it's been around, it's been hidden or it's been, you know, disguised in a way, you know, like, so it's, it's better to talk about it and somebody like you, that's like exploiting it and promoting it, you know, and supporting it. Like we need more people like you. <laughs> I Well, they don't want, I mean, they, who's they, they, people, uh, I mean, the reason we have stable nuclear family units is for a reason. There's a reason that we channel romantic love into some place. It's an it's a very crazy, passionate thing. What could love do? Oh man, right. people don't even want to imagine the, the amount that if we just all took a minute to care for each other, the amount that we would change in the world if we had more understanding and compassion and understood where anger even comes from. Like all these things, our emotions. If we had more understanding of that, relationships are the most important thing in our life that is the connection that we share with each other if we really believed these things we should be doing more about it well just think of music in like 20 years you know once this does evolve and once this does become i hate using the word normal but like when there and it has more of a sense of normalcy in everyday life to everybody you know like what's music going to be like then the topics are going to be different they're going to be more evolved more progressive i guess you could say you know, and while well, we hope this, you know, I'm hoping this is the way it is, but it just it's kind of it's kind of coming back to the point, like, what would music be? What would creativity be without love, you know, without like without that element of having somebody to love or having something to love? You know, it takes everything <laughs> like I don't even know what would exist. <laughs> it don't mean nothing. Right. Seriously. You. <laughs> well, you gotta have a, you just there's more to it than just the. No, there is. There is. And that's amazing. So what do you have besides the EP? Like you're probably prepping for that and promotions and everything. Like what do you have coming up in the next few months? I, a lot of still some festivals, still some awesome. festivals. I have this weekend uh, Silk City Fest that I'll be playing with my friend Lena Trainum, who was dancing earlier. And then I have uh, so Silk City Fest. I, we have a show tomorrow in, in Deep River, Connecticut at High Nine Brewing. Oh, OK. Um, yep. And then uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So if you're listening to this um, after, you know, the episode airs on audio to Apple Podcasts, this was this past week. But if you're listening to this live, it's this week. Make sure you go check Evie Joy out. What was the one in uh, Deep River called? High Nine Brewing. Okay. It's awesome. a brewery. Yeah, it's a brewery. So we're doing that tomorrow. And then we will be playing at Mohonk Mountain House on 
September 5th. That's very fun. That's up kind of. Have you, have you, um, have you been there before? Yes. Twice. And I, it's it's amazing, isn't it? Oh, I I love it. It's, and everybody is so passionate about the place itself. Like it's, yeah. Oh man. I love it. Oh yeah. For anybody who doesn't know this huge log cabin, like castle up in New Paltz, New York. Gorgeous. They have sleek skiing, everything. If you haven't been there, go. Yeah, go. seriously. Seriously. They and like tea, when, tea time. They have events all the time. They're amazing. The and when you when you go there, it almost feels like I shouldn't be here because because yeah. <laughs> it's like that nice that it's like, oh, my God, no, I, I took a wrong turn somewhere. But it's like once you go in, the people are so welcoming. It's amazing. Like they're constantly growing there. They're constantly upgrading and updating things there. Like that's kind of what I was a part of recently. So it's oh, beautiful. Wow. You can't miss it. It's amazing. There's porcupines everywhere. Oh, porcupines, Pine, are trees. bears, mountain lions. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I shouldn't say that for all the hikers. The hikers are like, oh, never mind. I'm not going anymore. But uh, I mean, that's why you go hiking anyways. You want to see all that anyways, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are looking for Evie Joy on any of the socials, you could find her at facebook.com slash Evie Joy music. And that's E-V-I-E-J-O-Y music. That's her TikTok handle. You could also find her there on, you could find her on YouTube there as well. And at her website, evjoymusic.com. Thank you so much for coming on, Evie. And I can't wait to hear from you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so live stream stopped. Okay, that was amazing. Um, So (sighs) there's certain things I want to like. Yeah like tell you that like it's so cool what you're doing and not only that but like my label rise up entertainment it's the difference between any other label and this label is the fact that we're a collaboration like a collaborative label we're more we're a service-based label so we work with any artist that needs label services but like for your sake like you were talking about collaborating working with people that's what we're about you know so like anything music you ever need like let me know like anything musically, like an artist or a production or recording, like anything you need, like I'm happy to help any way I can. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. I love that. Sometimes I do need to like record th- and I don't know where to go. Like I used to go to Nashville. Now yeah. I have a great producer. I, I have a producer that I work with and, you know, like for for. But this God, I can't even tell you how expensive everything has been lately. It's that, insane. It's it's it was 30 grand over the last two years for this docuseries no and way. i couldn't have done that if i didn't do tech honestly like i did the tech so has what been, what do you do in tech i do everything i always did everything my dad is also a musician in the tech so he brought me up saying you need to have a backup plan just do tech it's always going to be here you and he got me all the tech stuff and just said learn it yourself this is how i was and like he he wasn't gonna you know but he would get you whatever you needed. And, and, and so then I would figure it out. And then I went to school and I always just did that on the side. So I've always had those two sides of my brain kind of fulfilled, which is nice. Um, and I'm kind of neurotic, honestly. I love to be doing shit all the time. So I, yeah. I love it. I don't mind. That's how I, like, I can't say no to anything. That's why yeah, I, like, yeah, 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 that's why I got the studio here. I got the label. I got like, it's it's nonstop, you know? And like, right? well, well, I will say like, so this studio here, um, I call it Studio Reproductions, but it's in my house. And um, but I we bought this house because I have so many friends around the country that like when they come to record, I wanted a place like kind of like a retreat. 
you know, for them to come hang out and like record if they wanted to. And then like, obviously stay in the guest room. Like we have two cats, so you got to worry about cats, but that's about it. And then like, um, the studio up the road, even if you didn't want to go here, the one up the road is a little bit more expensive because I'm not the only one there. Um, but like anything, like seriously, like you're welcome here anytime. Music videos. I help with music videos. I do like the docuseries. I definitely could have helped you with that. But like, I've never done one. I've never done one before. So your investment's probably better off worth it. I just um, got to find someone to like, I got to, I got to find a way to get it to the right people. There are certain yeah. people that I've shown it to that may be able to help. Okay. Um, I just have to figure that out. And like, I've, I don't know, like, I'm not going to edit all of this. Like I, I did 13 interviews around the United States in 6K with perfect audio. You know what I mean? I made a trailer that is to die for. And it, I made the pitch, the theme song is, I'll send it to you. You can see, you can see what you see. Yes, saying. please do. Cause I do have a few friends that might be able to help. Um, I think like, as soon as you were telling me about it, I'm like, oh my God, I think so-and-so would be good to show this to. You yeah, know, you so. can be involved. Like, yeah, you can, Absolutely. I don't give a cut to anybody. I'm about Absolutely. like, like getting it out there this is like a message that needs it's so important right now gender absolutely excessively important the way that we value each other is is extremely important obviously and the way we respect each other based on understanding you free yourself through your mind it's like yeah oh. <laughs> no you're 100 percent right and i'm <laughs> i'm 100 percent on board let's stay in touch um okay. no, no matter what whether you need help or not keep me updated because i'll help promote i'll help do whatever i can because i love collaborate anytime you want even also it doesn't absolutely stuff i you you know you have something you let you let me know i appreciate that no and thank you so much again for coming on and i i'll look i look forward to talking to you soon awesome thank you so much alex this was awesome be sure to follow evie joy wherever you can as promised there's a release fees to close this episode out it's short and simple all hip-hop so if you're not a hip-hop fan feel free to fast forward to the end of this episode just got a couple for you here here it is an all-new release feast Now, this first one, I'm not excited to talk about the album. It's really more so a song on the album. It's DJ Khaled's God Did album he just released. If you're a hip-hop fan, you heard about it. Jay-Z had a four-minute verse or something like that on God Did, the song, with Rick Ross. And it also had Lil Wayne on it as well. It's a pretty good song. I mean, production-wise, was on point. Rick Ross wasn't even that bad on it. Typical Rick Ross, typical Lil Wayne. But Jay-Z came in and killed it. And if you are a Jay-Z fan, you would know that he has hidden messages throughout all of his verses, everything like that. Young Guru broke it down. I think it was on like Hip Hop DX or something like that, where you could see what the verse actually meant and certain things he's um, hinting at and stuff like that. But check it out. It's called God Did by DJ Khaled. The other release I wanted to mention here is called Never End Up Broke Part 2 by Simba featuring Pusha T. Back in July, Simba released Never End Up Broke Part 1. Well, it wasn't even called Part 1. It was just Never End Up Broke. And it didn't feature P it didn't feature Pusha T. Good song as well, but the one with Pusha T was awesome. As soon as I heard it, I knew I had to talk about it. Go check it out. It's on all the major digital streaming platforms. If you don't know about Simba, his name is S-Y-M-B-A. He's not necessarily underground. A lot of people are co-signing him already. You got Dr. Dre, 2 Chains, I think even Snoop Dogg, The Game. Like all these 
well-known rappers are, you know, kind of co-signing for him. So I think he is going to become something bigger than he is. And he definitely has the talent to do so. He's not one of these, you know, mumbo rappers or anything like that, that I always joke around about. He actually is lyrical. I mean, I compare him to, you got like Kendrick Lamar, people like that. Simba is a little bit more freestyle, but he's super talented. I mean, he's kind of like a, a better version of Cassidy today, I would say. Um, people are probably going to go against me on that, but that's my opinion. Check him out. S-Y-M-B-A Simba featuring Pusha T, Never End Up Broke, part two. So that wraps up the August episode. I hope your summer was just as great as mine. Like I said, go check out Corey Riemann and the Dilemma Band wherever you can. We have some exciting things to come with the label this month in September and going into, you know, the winter. We have some exciting things that you're going to want to know about. So check it out at R-I-Z-E-U-P-E-N-T.net or go to the dilemmaband.com. Otherwise, I will be back next month in September for another episode following Wu-Tang and Nas in Hartford. I'm going to see them in a few weeks, so I will talk about that on the next episode as well, as well as other things in the news. Stay tuned. Thanks for all your support. Until next month. 